0: What we see people use most often are previous employer retirement accounts. So you've had a 401k, I I changed jobs. Those funds are always going to be able to be moved so they can roll those over. Um, If you have an existing rollover IRA or or IRA somewhere else, um, yeah, you can transfer over a portion of that Fidelity account, all of it, however much you want to move over. And we'll just act as a separate custodian for these types of investments in my day-to-day talking to people, the biggest thing is not realizing these assets can be deployed into investments like this. They think they have to invest out of their, their bank account or their other investable ones, not realizing some of their largest investable assets are in these retirement accounts from old pensions, old 401ks. And those can actually be re-diverted or diversified from the stock market into funds like this and get a better return in those accounts. Um, and then, like I said, the, the tax advantages, the, you know, Compounding growth absent taxation is a huge wealth-building tool. Um, right. So that's where these can basically grow those account values um,
1: exponentially. Hello, and welcome to Fireside with a VC. My name is Andrew Romans, and today we're with Matt Calhoun talking about self-directed IRAs and how you can use these to invest into startups, As well as venture capital funds matt is a director at equity trust institutional services whom we've been working with for years going back to when they were midland trust and i guess they went through a merger and that went through you know you know recently and so these companies are getting bigger and bigger but matt is an expert on this stuff and we're basically going to talk about how you can do create a self-directed ira and use that for investing in private markets either directly into a startup or uh, via a VC fund. So Matt, great to see you. Thanks for making some time. Thanks, Andrew. I really appreciate having me. So Matt, um, maybe explain what is a self-directed IRA? How is that different from any other retirement account? How does this work?
0: Yeah, no, I actually get that question a lot. Um, one of the most common questions. It's always funny to answer it when I tell people there actually is no difference. Um, they are both created in, in 1974. So it's just a retirement account. The key difference is certain custodians will allow you to invest in things, and some don't. Um, You know, Schwab, if you have an account there, they really like you to invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and people think that's all you can invest in. But actually, when IRAs were created, you were able to invest in startup companies, real estate, venture capital funds, different asset classes that the IRS allowed you to do. Um, but these large institutions just kind of funneled everybody into the stocks, bonds and mutual funds that they sold that are available on the public market. Certain custodians like equity trust and some others have allowed you to invest in what they call, and we call alternative investments. So like, as you mentioned, startup companies, different asset classes that people may feel more comfortable in, or can, can chase better returns. Um, those custodians allow you to invest in that with those tax advantage, retirement dollars.
1: Okay. I mean, it's funny going through the journey of starting VC funds and raising LP capital, you know, one obvious thing is that we invest in startups (laughs) and these guys become billionaires or worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So we're getting chased by every Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan wealth manager that wants to take me to a Michelin star restaurant and get introduced (laughs) to our CEOs that they can manage 40 million minimum, whatever they're, Sure. Kind of target sizes as a stockbroker for the super rich. And then I say, well, why don't you guys put our fund on your platform and bring some LP capital into our VC fund? We're doing better than 90% of other VCs. And unfortunately, they really can't because, like, if you're a wealth manager for the bulge bracket, you know, Please. firm like UBS, you can only get paid on what is on platform and kind of promoted. And so they kind of have their own fund of funds. I mean, you could even argue it's a bit like the politician only gives a permit to build a shopping mall in the bird sanctuary to the guy that donated money to his campaign. So it's almost like one of those. But I guess with a lot of custodians, you're limited on the ability to invest into. And even even with each IRA we've ever worked with, we've got to Mm -hmm. go through some paperwork to get on your platform. You know, like there is a process.
0: No, I was going to say the the self-directed part comes in because people tend to direct their own investments. So where you mentioned Morgan Stanley, a lot of them are fiduciaries. They have a fiduciary right to either sell what there's available on platform. Um, With with Equity Trust, we don't actually have investments that we advertise or put out or anything else. So the self-directed point is that the investors have the ability to pick where they want to invest in. Um, As we have you fill out that form, that's because an LP has interest in investing with you. Uh, so we have you fill out that form, we just basically get some general information, and then allow those people to direct those retirement dollars to, to a fund like 7BC.
1: Okay, so if somebody has, I don't know, even like matching 401k plan with Fidelity or something like mm-hmm. that, that their employer has been matching for the last many years, mm-hmm. they, can give you, they can get in touch with you, move some money out of a retirement account over to you guys, you become the custodian, And then since, you know, 7BC or other venture capital firms are on the platform, they can invest out of that.
0: Yep, correct. Yeah, we'll never have a a person on our team tell you, hey, you should really invest with with this group. You get to pick your own investments. Um, But yeah, you had a key point. So what we see people use most often are previous employer retirement accounts. So you've had a 401k, I I changed jobs. Those funds are always going to be able to be moved so they can roll those over. Um, if you have an existing rollover IRA or, or IRA somewhere else, um, yeah, you can transfer over a portion of that Fidelity account, all of it, however much you want to move over. And we'll just act as a separate custodian for these types of investments.
1: Okay. And anything to understand on fees and timing for all the stuff to go down?
0: Yeah. So every custodian is going to be a little bit different on the fee side. So call around you'll know, kind of see what's best. Um, we have multiple options on fees, so we try to hone in what works best, whether that's a just a simple AUM model um, most people really like our flat fee option so we're talking about you know three hundred dollars a year roughly for across the industry whether you're investing 25 to a million dollars like it's a flat fee so it tends to be the most advantageous for people as far as timing um i tell people seven to ten days really to get your investment done it can be done pretty quickly um, but with paperwork exchanging with other custodians funds normal, get your investment done within seven
1: to 10 days. And um, what are the the rules again for people that, you know, some people just get caught up in life and haven't been planning well and doing a lot of retirement. You know, when you put money into an IRA, you know, a lot of people are pretty entrepreneurial here or setting up programs Mm -hmm. at startups. What what are the rules? How old do you have to be before you can withdraw with a penalty? What does it look like if you draw it? Sure. Uh, So currently the,
0: retirement age where you avoid that penalty. So there's a 10% penalty if you withdraw funds from that retirement account before 59.5. After 59.5, the penalty goes away. Now, depending on the tax as those accounts, there may be some taxes. Um, with a Roth IRA, we're talking about tax-free withdrawals. Um, as far as contribution limits, that's going to vary and everyone is eligible for, for different accounts. Um, currently, I think this year, if you're just starting a brand new traditional Roth IRA, it's like 7,000 a year. Um, but if you've had you know, SEP IRAs, solo 401ks for self-employed individuals um, or your 401k for an employer, there's gonna be much higher, like 10 times that contribution limit. Um, and then there's other pension plans that are done. So depending on what you qualify for, contribution limits can can vary widely.
1: You know, I, I always think this kind of stuff pairs well with, I mean, so we, we've been working with you guys for years and we have some other self-directed IRAs where pe- people basically just mm-hmm. invest through their IRAs into the fund. Yeah. This is usually on the you know accredited smaller side than the bigger family offices, mm-hmm. um, but th- they don't want to withdraw before 59 and a half. Sure. And so almost everything we invest in is QSBS 1202 qualifying. So if we hold the stock for five years in a day, there's basically zero tax. It's actually zero tax on the greater of the first 10 million of gain or 10x what our cost was what we paid mm-hmm. to invest so if we put a 10 million dollar check into something and make a gazillion dollars 10x the 10 million is 100 million so you pay zero tax on the first 100 million that flows through as an s corp to our LPS. and so when we're distributing that money back so just to talk this through when we when we when somebody invests through a self-directed ira to a fund we invest in a bunch of companies we start to divest either secondaries ipo or mna and when we make a distribution back to you as the custodian, they can just reinvest that in anything, right? It doesn't really matter.
0: Correct. Yeah. Tax deferred, you still get the, all the tax shelters, the retirement account, and you can redeploy that how you how you wish. And it's really complimentary because most people think of their retirement accounts as their long-term investing bucket. Um, so it marries really well with that, like you said, five-year, 10-line. And some people might have a 10-year or 15-year timeline. Um, so these tax advantages really complement each other.
1: All right, cool. Well, listen, um, is there anything else we should know You know, why to use this? I mean, I guess I think we covered the bases.
0: Yeah, it's really everything. Like I said, in my day-to-day talking to people, the biggest thing is not realizing these assets can be deployed into investments like this. They think they have to invest out of their, their bank account or their other investable ones, not realizing some of their largest investable assets are in these retirement accounts from old pensions, old 401ks, and those can actually be redivert or diversify from the stock market into funds like this and get a better return in those accounts. Um, and then like I said, the the tax advantages, the you know, compounding growth absent taxation is a huge wealth building tool. Um, So that's where these can basically grow those account values um, exponentially.
1: The you know the other thing I kind of said it, but I'll be more blunt with it is that the person giving advice to a lot of your clients is getting paid as a wealth manager a percentage yeah. of your total AUM. And right. if you move money from like Amazon stock into Microsoft stock, they continue to get paid like 2% a year. And mm-hmm. that pays for their kids' braces and their ski trip and the sure. you know the cost of living in this world. Yeah. If if they invest into a fund that's not on platform, they lose the income. So 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 they were getting paid on you. Now mm-hmm. they're not. So the person giving advice yeah. is often advising you to go somewhere, invest in something where they're making money. It's like that. that's just an issue that is real in this world. So I think it's yeah. interesting for people to have a little account that's free of that and they don't have some incentive saying invest in that because I don't get paid if you invest in this.
0: 100% correct. Um, it That's an industry issue um, that people are, are only compensated based on what they can provide and not what's best for the client. Um, and I tell people on the phone all the time, like expect your financial advisor not to be maybe happy about this. <laughs> um, yeah. but if this is something you're passionate about and you think it's best for you or somebody is advising you to do it, um, we have a route to get you there.
1: Well, awesome. All right, cool. And what's the best way, I'll put your email in the show notes, but what's a great way for people to contact you?
0: Yeah, I'll give you my uh, direct phone number I put in the show notes, but emails, I'm always available on email. So.
1: Okay. Okay. We'll put it right there. Okay, Matt. Listen, thanks for making time and hope to see you soon. Okay. Bye for now.